Hello there, I'm Melanie Newton and this is Series 1 of Satisfied. The Series 1 podcasts relate to the everyday women, ever faithful God, and the Walk from Fear to Faith Bible studies. The Everyday Women Bible study covers the lives of Old Testament women who learned how to walk from fear to faith in their lives. The Walk from Fear to Faith Bible study is the shorter, easier version, especially for anyone new to the Bible. You can find both of these studies on my website, MelanieNewton.com, and on Amazon. I'm just an ordinary woman who loves the Lord and His Word, and I'm so glad you've joined me for this series of podcasts that will help you trust God as you walk from fear to faith in your life. Both the Everyday Women, Ever Faithful God Bible Study and the Walk from Fear to Faith Bible Study examine the lives of Old Testament women. Many Christians today have very little knowledge of the Old Testament. That might be your experience. Do you look at the front half of your Bible and think, what's written in it happened so long ago? What do those women have in common with me? They are just names on a page. They didn't live in my world. Since that is a common way of thinking, let's look at this differently. Do you ever read biographies? Doesn't reading someone's biography make that person come alive for you? Or have you done genealogy work on your family tree? It can be great to find something to brag about, but you can also find some of their dark secrets and hardships. I don't know about you, but I feel a connection to that great-great-grandmother when I learned a little bit about her life. Years ago, I inherited from my aunt a wedding band with three diamonds mounted on top. I was told it was my grandmother's wedding ring. The diamonds definitely are from her engagement ring, but when I examined the inside of the band, the engraved initials do not belong to my grandfather. Aha! There's a story here. After some research, it turns out that the wedding band itself belonged to my great-grandmother, Anna. I've got a picture of her and a little bit of her story, her biography, and suddenly I feel connected to her when I wear her ring. This woman who was dead long before I was born, even before my dad was born. She's not a name on a page or just a subject in a photograph any longer. Anna was a woman who really lived. I know Anna loved beauty and fashion because she worked in a hat shop. One day, she saw a young shoemaker walking by the window and declared, that's the man I'm going to marry. And she did. That tells me she was decisive and determined. And the initials engraved inside the ring next to hers are his. But he wasn't my great-grandfather. Her first love died while she was pregnant with their first child. This tells me she experienced terrible grief. Four years later, she married his brother, a saloon keeper who became my great-grandfather. Their first child was my grandmother. I know that Anna's father died suddenly on Christmas Eve while she was fixing a Christmas basket for him. More grief. But it sounds like she had a servant's heart. The one picture I have of her tells me a little more about her disposition. At a time when picture-taking was stiff and formal, Anna's got a grin on her face. That makes me think she could be fun. I'd love to know more of my great-grandmother's story, especially her faith walk with God, if she had one. But that hasn't been preserved. 
That brings me back to the Old Testament women we'll be studying together. Some of their names are familiar, such as Sarah, Miriam, and Rahab. Everyone of Jewish birth can consider Sarah to be a great-grandmother. Others are strangers to you. Have you heard about the Shunammite woman? Maybe these Old Testament women lived years ago, but they were still women just like us. They cooked meals, did laundry, and raised children. They had responsibilities inside and outside of their homes. Some even had home businesses. A couple of them could put together a banquet in a short time. They experienced hormone fluctuations, PMS, and menopause. They laughed with their kids, differed with their husbands, and cried when a loved one died. They wrote songs and played musical instruments. I bet they all found ways to use their 20,000 words per day. At one time, they were 20-somethings, then 40-somethings, then 60-somethings, and more. They wore beads, earrings, and bracelets. Their hair needed to be combed and fixed, and it turned gray as they aged. No doubt some of them, if not all, had something on their bodies that sagged. A few of them had some interesting family relationships. For instance, Sarah's son Isaac was also her nephew. Her sister-in-law was also her niece. One of my husband's ancestors had a mother-in-law who was also his grandmother. I find that so funny. These Old Testament women also experienced fear at various times in their lives just like we do. They had to face invading armies, sick husbands and children, and empty pantries. They faced creditors and surprise house guests. They even had bad days when things didn't go right, sometimes due to their own choices. These were everyday women, just like you and I are. Their stories are just snippets of their biographies and have been preserved for us to get to know them. And through their stories, we get to know their God, who is also our God. As we study their lives, we'll see an ever-faithful God in action. He's our faithful God whose character never changes. He's as faithful now in our everyday circumstances of life as he was years ago to those women and as he was years ago to my great-grandmother, Anna. We can feel confidence in his presence and active involvement even when we can't see it. And knowing this, we can trust in him whenever we are afraid. Fear is an ever-present emotion with us, real fears and imagined ones. Is it realistic to think we can live without fear? I don't think so. Fear is a normal human emotion designed by God to alert us to danger so that we will take action against it. Yet sudden fear can cause us to be terrified. God knows this about us. The psalmist says in Psalm chapter 56, verses 3 and 4, When I am afraid, I will trust in you, in God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. I will not be afraid. Notice the psalmist doesn't say, if I am afraid. He says, when I am afraid. When we are afraid, God wants us to trust him and not give way to fear. Learning to do so is our walk from fear to faith. Each one of these women had a story, 
And that story has been shared over and over and over to millions of eager listeners. You might be surprised how many times the scriptures refer to them actually telling their story in one form or another. You're going to get to know it as you get to know them. Just like I have gotten to know the original owner of my ring as I've gotten to know my great-grandmother's story. It's a connection with real women, everyday women. And each one of you has a story. There will be opportunity throughout the study for you to recall parts of your story, write about it, and share it with others. If you are doing these Bible studies with a group, you will have a greater connection with each other at the end than exists today. And that will give you more reason to praise your ever-faithful God as you see and hear how He has been faithful to each of you through the years. And what about that woman who may one day call me great-grandmother? Because of all the parts of my story that's written, my great-granddaughter will know more about me, just an everyday woman. And she'll know more about the ever-faithful God I love and serve. She'll know that I chose to trust God on my walk from fear to faith. It's going to be a great journey, and I'm so glad to be walking beside you. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, hoping you will join me in being satisfied by His love.